nervous too. I've probably lost the words. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lost Words DraftKings podcast. I'm joined as ever by Matt Vincenzi. I can say as ever because we, as I pointed out last week, have never missed an event since uh, since we started doing this, Matt. Um, this one pushed us to the limit. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Like it was. Uh, I couldn't make yesterday. I was in and out of London yesterday. Uh, it's late on a Tuesday night. Still got both of us still got things to do. Uh, there's not a whole lot of shelf life for this because it starts early on. Th- does it start Wednesday night for you guys? Um, Wednesday night, yeah. So uh, early Thursday morning for me. So this is going to be a kind of short life podcast, but I think there's plenty of good stuff to talk about. I think it's still worth doing, and there's definitely some golfers that I want to talk about. So. Without further ado, do we want to recap anything from last week? Um, all I want to say is that we were pretty much all over it. A lot of the guys we talked about were in the top, you know, four, five, four. Uh, I had six outrights, five, because Cooch were through, and four of them were in the top six. So those are all the guys I talked about on here. So uh, went pretty well. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, I think we did well. Um, you know, a couple of the guys that I had kind of fell away, but Andrew Putnam was there for most of the week and, and was impressive. <laughs> I had I looked and I did like five first round leaders and I'm pretty sure all five of them were inside the top fifteen and two of them were two back on the on the first day so like just it felt like a really good process I mean I think even like Adam Schenk we put up at like sixty two hundred mm-hmm. or something stupid and he was right there so like I think all like top from top to bottom we we made some you could have made a really good lineup from what we said last week I think is the is the fairest thing we could say there yeah, absolutely. This one's a little bit different. I think is it a seventy-eight man field uh, yeah, for the for the Zozo? Um, no cut, obviously, with those seventy-eight man fields. Um, I would say there's a there's a decent group of, of elite players. So we'll just read up the sort of top players: Xander Schauffele, Hideki Matsuyama, Colin Morikawa, Sung Jim, Tom Kim, Victor Hovland, Cameron Young. I would probably stop there for a reason. I don't even know if I want to include Cameron Young in that list, but we will for now. Um, so it's deep at the top, but then does it kind of thin out a bit quickly? It does, and I'm I'm fairly certain the winner comes from one of those seven guys. Yeah, I mean, you, look, you've had Tiger Woods and Hideki Matsuyama win, and they've won by like five and three strokes. So, you know, and Tiger was just elite. I mean, I think I think it was only like Hideki that was within like eight of Tiger or something ridiculous. Yeah, it was it was something like that, but um. But also, if just look at WGCs, I mean, this is basically a WGC. Pretty much every single one is won by a top eight player in the field. It's just it's just how they go with no cut, limited field events. The cream rises to the top. You give these guys four rounds. You can't miss the cut. One of these elite guys typically wins. Look at all the WGC Chinas. You know, you had X and Rory duke it out one year. Just like, you can kind of see how it kind of, how it goes. You got to have one of those top seven guys. Then you get your natural thing that people link to Augusta, and it's probably because of that thing that like just the best players contend, right? Um, but I think there is a little bit to it that it's just a bit of a nuance in some of the courses. I think it's worth looking at the Olympic uh, event from 2021 that was obviously in Japan as well. Other than that, like there's five par threes. I think there is at this golf course and three par fives. So it's a bit of a unique test in that sense. I think par three scoring both Tiger and Hideki uh, led on their wins. I think you know it just says everything you need to say. Like Tiger wins, Hideki wins. Like Hideki is the most beloved golfer in the region. Tiger Woods. I mean, Tiger Woods probably was when he was playing, and then Hideki definitely was last year. Um, so it's between those two as to who people want to see win here. So it's going to be a kind of Xander or Hideki or Tom Kim now or Colin Morikawa that's really going to 
you know, please the fans. So, yep. who would you say is the most likely in the 10k plus range to be that guy? For me, it's Colin Morikawa. And on this show, you you know, as a lot of people listening probably remember, I was really off Colin Morikawa a lot last year. I don't think I bet him once. I wasn't playing him a lot just because I didn't see the upside in his irons that we typically see. Um, I don't think he does other things good enough to overcome, uh, you know, his irons not being elite. Yeah. They can be good. It's not enough. But I saw enough signs where at the Tour Championship he gained 5.3 on approach. He was pretty good. Um, he was good in the President's Cup. You know, really disposed of Muta Prayer pretty easily on that Sunday. New Year, I think he was um, T4 at the Olympics, which, like you, I'm using. He was T7 at this course. So I think, you know, he's played well in Japan. He's half Japanese. We saw, you know, Xander, who has some Japanese uh, roots, win the, the Olympics. So I do think that matters. He did talk about how how much he liked playing in front of the Japanese fans because of his heritage. Um, so for me, it's just the perfect time. Look at the guys who have won: Tiger and Hideki, two you know two of the best iron players. Morikawa is an iron player. This is a 100% going to be a second shot golf course. I think whoever has the best irons this week will win. So that's why I'm going with him. Yeah, so I'm going with Hideki, and basically it's just because he's been first and second here, and the, he was second behind the best to ever do it and the best to ever do it was playing well that week and going in hunt for 83rd uh, win on the PJ Tour then you've got the fact that last year he won it uh, you know, last year he won it as a Masters champion so he's playing in Japan for the first time since he's won the Masters uh, wins in front of his home crowd wins by five shots that's just really really good like it's just it's just really impressive and, I, and I've seen enough a bit like you with, with Morikawa like he hasn't shown his best stuff but 63 in the Saturday at the Tour Championship, 65 to finish the Fortinet. He's now prepped by taking a couple of weeks off. He played well um, at the Olympic um, event as well, obviously finishing that tie fourth, losing out on the the bronze medal by playoff. So, you know, I think everything about Hideki Matsuyama suggests that he can just go well there again. Yeah, I think it's a good pick. That's almost one that's like so overt, it's overt because no one's really talking about it. And... I, I just think people don't want to do it because they don't want to be the guy that goes, oh, I'm taking Hideki. And it's like, well, there's no real reason. Like, I don't like Xander over him. Morikawa I did look at, but still think there's a little bit off of him. And then mm-hmm. Tom Kim's got to go back-to-back, back, which I think he's actually very capable of doing. Um, and Sung JM can win at any time. I think I think it's very hard to separate them, but I just think why not separate them by going with the guy that's finished first and second? Yeah, and Hideki... Uh, if you look at, you know, worried about his form, look at last year when he came in here and won. He, he was coming off like a 57th and a 64th, like, like he'd, before this He'd week. played three times coming into it last year, and he'd, he'd finished sixth at the Thorntonet, which is obviously better than the 25th he'd just showed. But then he was playing, I think it was the Shriners and the CJ Cup, which was um, pretty poor preparation for, for this event. Whereas this time he's kind of played that Thorntonet, got his rep in, and then taken like a week off. And I think that might just help. Or two weeks. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, we shall see. We don't know. I mean, even like the the time when he finished second, he was he finished third, I think, in the CJ Cup. But I just I just like the way he's gone about it this time around. So um, I like Hideki there. So I think those two for us stand out: um, Colin Morikawa and Hideki. So if you're taking one of those, I guess that's basically a lot from the top. Well, for me, I think it's possible to double up this week um, because there's a no cut event. So if you want to take a chance at one of these guys in the low sixes, one of these Japanese guys especially. And just hope he can make some birdies because you get four rounds out of him no matter what. So this is the this is the type of event structure where I would go like stars and scrubs. That's a good point. And there's uh, there's a guy that I want to come on to 6100 later. 
that can actually make that happen. So if, you, if we put Hideki and Colin Murakawa in, um, I've put a guy in at 7k that I'll come on to at that point, a guy in at 6100 I've just spoken about. That leaves me just over 8k for the next two spots, yeah, which plenty. that's fine, isn't it, right? So uh, if I slot that guy in there, yeah, so I've got 8k for my final. Yeah, you definitely do it. So that's an interesting build. So we'll go into that as we go along. 9k, guys. Um, I actually don't like the range. I, th- I think I would just go back to Tom Kim if I was going to go to anyone. Um, I don't think it's a good golf course for Cameron Young. I don't think uh, Victor Hovland is playing the way that I'd want him to play to contend here, although he has sort of improved recently. Um, and Hatton and Fleetwood are just what they are, I think. For me, it would be Vic. I don't know if I'm going to go there because... I'm probably going to start my lineup Sungjae Morikawa. I just think Sungjae is incredibly safe right now. I can, I think he has a good chance to win. And another reason I think you double up is because if one of the winners is coming from those seven guys and they're all going to be probably in the mix, getting two of them just doubles your chances of, of having the winner in your lineup, which which you're going to need. Um, so in the nines, I'm so I probably won't go there because of the way I'm going to structure these lineups. But if I were, I'm, I've been on the fence with Victor. Um, I, I like his skill set for the course. I don't know exactly where he is. I said this on the uh, show last night. Like, if you bet Vic at the Open and he was 28 to 1, and then the night before on Saturday night, like, I thought he had zero chance to win going into Sunday. So, how can you back somebody at that price when, even when they're within one going in the lead, you don't think they ever really have a chance? I know this isn't the Open, but that's my issue with him right now. I don't know if he's capable. I just don't trust him. Like, I saw him at the uh, Wentworth when he came over. Like, he's clearly the better player in that field or one of them with kind of Rory and, and Shane Lowry and just kind of collapsed and the, the, the signs are there a bit like I suppose with Morikawa like the signs are there and we know what the, the top of their game is I guess with Morikawa it's different because he's a major winner and, and Victor isn't so his profile I guess fits better for this than, than Victor's does um, yeah I'm not sure Corey Connors is an interest- high, right? yeah definitely Connors is interesting because if he can get back to what he does well, then then this is a good golf course for him. He was just so bad at the Presidents' Cup and so bad on his first start of the season that I just hate it. But it wasn't that long ago that the BMW played well. Um, he can be fine around the greens, just not good on them. And if there is anything in that kind of Masters thing, then obviously that's somewhere he has elevated his game multiple times. Yeah, I felt a similar way. Like course bit-wise, he seems great. He was ranked really highly in all the modeling stuff I did. Um, I like how he just hits fairways. He's great with his irons, uh, and you don't have to get to 20 under most likely to win this thing, which I think is good for him. My issue is the same as yours. He just looked horrendous in the President's Cup. He looked lost. His irons look awful, and I don't, I don't. Yeah, I'm not going to play him. A bit, a bit like Morikara. If his best asset isn't firing, then what does he have over everybody else? Right. Um, I'd, exactly. pro- I'd probably just drop down and take Keegan Bradley, knowing what he's done on the golf course. Um, so with that, we're going to the 8Ks. Um, Siwoo, I think a lot of these guys, Sung JM as well, are going to get overlooked a little bit just because of how good Tom Kim is at the moment. And like Tom Kim's got two wins, Sung Jae was only on two wins at the time. He's going to catch up with Siwoo Kim probably. And I think it's probably a little bit unfair. Like we were just talking about, like, like Jason was just saying on the betting podcast, that like um, Sung JM should have won more. And I'm like, yeah, but he's only 24. Like he's 24, he's won twice, he's he's contended in the Masters, he's been second or third multiple times elsewhere. And Siwoo Kim's got three wins and three playoff losses. He's a little bit older at 27, but like even there, like the, both of them are just so good. I just think they're spoiled by the fact that that you know Ju Young Kim or Tom Kim is so good that we kind of forget how good they are. 
Yeah, all three of them are younger than Taylor Montgomery, for those counting at home. <laughs> uh, and uh, both of them, Tommy and Sungji, are younger than Justin Sa, who's 0 for 3 in cuts um, this season. Just just to throw that out there. <laughs> um, Siwoo, yeah, he makes sense. He's, he's capable of it. Um, I, I, For better or worse, I am using the Olympics as a bit of a comp, and I didn't like the fact of how poorly he played. I know there's a lot of pressure when he was trying to, you know, didn't want to um, have to do his military service yeah. and all that. But I, that was a little concerning for me. Um, but I, I think I'd rather go to Bradley, like you said good at the course we saw last year i think brendan Steele came in the top five we always talk about how similar they are they both play the players in the same you know the same way it seems, seems like they play well at the same courses so i, I do like that too um and he's been playing really well he had a bad sunday at the at the sanderson but other than that he was really really good um so i think i'd lean him over siwoo um Is it, but that's about it you look at some of the players that have done well here the valspar doesn't seem like the worst comp either and obviously he leans into bradley and and you know, uh, Connors as well. I thought about Tom Hoagie, and then I tried to figure out whether I think Tom Hoagie can perform in Japan, and whether he's just a guy that just likes to stay in the America. Um, it's a really random reason to rule somebody out, um, and and it'll be funny when I mention the person I do like later down the board because he's probably the same type of guy. But he's playing really well, kid, Tom Hoagie. Like he he's hitting the ball nicely. He's playing well. Uh, he was 17th here last year, shot 66-69 over the weekend. Is he worth playing? Maybe, but being on him last week, I mean, watching this guy putt is infuriating. I couldn't believe the amount of short putts he would admit from three and four feet. Like, he'd have a birdie to get really into the mix and think he might have a chance to backdoor the thing, and then he would just miss a three-footer, like not even sniff the hole for some reason. Yeah, um, I think he's. I think his winning upside is pretty slim, but like we've already kind of touched on the fact that we probably think outside the top seven everyone else is winning next to is pretty slim so um i mean i'm going to drop down to mito so i was really impressed with what mito did last week um he was fourth he you know had a chance to win he was like the third six hole leader uh his approach play was really good t screen game was really really good um i think he was fourth and like, i think he was first in his irons and fourth in t screen like that's pretty impressive like what more do we need from Mito Pereira to suggest that he can go well? Nothing at all. I, uh, I, I bet him last week, and I I rebet him again um, after the first round. He was still 66, sitting at four under, and uh, that's a bet I'll make 10 times out of 10. I don't care if it wins or it doesn't win, um, and I'm going right back to him this week. I absolutely love it. Uh, the only I made two bets this week, Morikawa and Mito. Um, and for, Mito's one... First in approach and second in tee screen. I think I just said fourth, so first and second yeah. in those ball striking departments. Yeah, because he just lapped the field with his irons, 9.1 strokes with his irons, which is a, a lot. And we, I, you know, I talked about the one thing I want here is good iron player, and that's when his irons are good and they're actually really hot right now. He's rising. He's still on the, uh, you know, on the uptrend. He will be popular, um, for sure. Probably the most popular guy in the slate, if I had to guess. Everyone's kind of seeing what we're seeing, but I like him on bent grass too. Um, I just think everything kind of points to him having a really, really good week. He was good at the Olympics. He was tied for fourth with Morikawa exactly as well. That. Yeah. So that was the, that was the thing that really sold it for me. It was like I already liked him just because I saw the ball striking numbers. I liked the fact that he did that after six weeks off on the PGA Tour. Then you look at the fact that he finished fourth at the Olympics. You're like, okay, well, he, he has pretty limited exposure to playing outside the country, and it's you know it's a fourth place finish. So yeah, it's it's pretty impressive there. Um, can he win? I think he can. I think getting away from the the, the regular PJ Tour events, if you like, is probably a bonus. Like I think that that can take the pressure off. So, eighty three hundred for Mito Pereira, I think is is pretty fair. And again, yes, he's going to be popular, but I don't think you can 
just go against the grain here just for the sake of it. I think you've just got to kind of do what you do and, and pick the guys you like. And he's definitely the one in the 8K range that I really like. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I can't go away from him. Christian Bezwiedenhout came up for me for probably the first time in ever, maybe. I just don't like Christian Bezwiedenhout. But 16th and 9th, his last two starts in uh, strokes going T-screen because he was 2nd and 4th around the green uh, in those two starts. 46th and 41st in his approach means he can't really be trusted too much from that point of view. But you look, and he was 12th for that BMW Championship, which was you know a really strong event. Then he was 39th at the Sanderson Farms, but he was actually third after day one, 15th after day three. And then he was 20th last week in an event that really doesn't suit him, like low-scoring affair, Vegas. Just not him, but he actually shot 68, 67, 67, 68. Like, that's really impressive. And I think he can get his way around here with his short game. So I, don't, I definitely don't think he can win, because I don't think his irons are strong enough um, to win. I don't really see him winning anyway. Um, but I think he can play really well. Yeah, I can see it, and he's going to be low on, which you might need if you're starting in this. You know, it's it's going to be really hard to get off of the popular lineups this week because there's so few guys to choose from. So yeah. um, that could be one spot where you really could differentiate. I like Seb Straka right beneath him, who, you know, his double the ownership is probably going to be um, an issue for me. But, I mean, he set the course uh, Olympic record, tied the Olympic record at Kasuma Jiseki in Japan for, I think, a 63 was uh, the lowest round shot in the Olympics. Yeah, I think... By the way, is that one of those stats that just really doesn't matter because like there's been like two yes. Olympic golf things? But like <laughs> the thing with with Seth Stracker though is that we where was it that we spoke about it where he lost in the playoff? Was it Sanderson Vance? Sanderson, it, yeah. right? And we said before that that like we'd seen his course form and it looked pretty crappy and you know he he outperformed that and you look at the fact he didn't play very well here on his debut. He's playing really really well right now. Like his ball striking is absolutely fantastic. I completely trust him to play well. You've already spoken about the fact that he opened with a 63. Not only that, after then sort of struggling the second day with 71, as you often see with kind of first round leaders, a pair of 68s over the weekend, which is like basically the same score as Xander shot. I think he shot 68, 67. Um, so just really, really solid. Like you tie anywhere with like Cameron Smith, Joaquin Neiman, all those guys, and you're one shot worse off than. Morikawa and all the other guys we've already mentioned. It's pretty. Right. It's pretty good reading. Yeah, he, he's he's, I think a great play. Just current form. Um, the course thing doesn't bother me, and especially because I have that Olympic thing to to back up. Um, yeah, I think I think he's a really good play. I don't love the seven k range apart from that. I think it's no. a, I think it's a bit of a dead range. I do too. Yeah, looking through it, there's, I, there's no one. I I had Fowler. I mean, if you. He sucked last week, but if you think that, I mean, he, he gained strokes with his irons for the second straight week. That's the first time he's done that in basically forever. So everything looks good with him besides um, off the tee was bad, but before that it was good. So I think he's still on the I think, trending upwards. I'm not going to let one week, you know, change completely how we're viewing him. No. So I'm worried about jumping off of him too early too. Um, you know, again, another guy with kind of bit of Japanese heritage right like he's got hasn't he got a Japanese grandmother or something um, yeah, definitely got yeah. a Japanese middle name isn't he um, I guess Mackenzie Hughes like he's coming in off that win I don't know how he's going to react to that but like his approach has been pretty decent he played well here in the past I think he was fourth last year um, mm-hmm. you know all round 70 or better really just improved over the weekend improved his, his positioning every day actually I think he's decent enough at 7,600. It's just, 
how many people are going to see what we've already seen. Probably not many, I don't think. Um, looks like more people are going to play Putnam than him. Grillo is going to be popular again, who I'm just going to take a break from. I am. Uh, I can't do Grillo too often. Yeah. Um, Putnam as well. Like, I really, really liked him last week, and he was good. Like, he, he was good, and he's he's been sticking to it. I don't look at this golf course and think Andrew Putnam. No, him and Neesmith, I think, are guys you want to sell high on. Yeah, and I know that he opened with a 68 in 2019, Putnam, and he shot a couple of 69s last year. But other than that, like, he's finished 59th and 39th in a 78-man field. Like, I know he's playing better golf now, and that, that can obviously change. But, yeah, I, I'm going to just take a break from those two guys, hoping that, you know, people get lit down by each of them this week um, and, and kind of look to go back on them later on. We could, but you know what also, too, is like these guys are Andrew Putnam is Andrew Putnam for a reason. It's not because he finishes in the top 20 for a year straight. He has these little hot runs, and if you can turn that into a win, great. And if you don't, you probably should wait again until, you know, six or eight months later. It's just how these guys go. Yeah, I agree. So the one that I, I kind of laughed at myself for picking um, and definitely feels like a Tom Hoagie mold, Joel Damon. Like, his ball striking numbers... Uh, are great 11th and 12th in approach the last two weeks and first and 11th in tees green finished 76th on his golf course in his only start and but he actually has i mean he's won at Corrales, which is obviously a dominican republic he's won he's played well in the Maricopa. he's played the south america tour so he's played well in these kind of out of the country events there's nothing to really suggest that he'll love this golf course i don't think but I just want to take advantage of the, of the really strong long game. Like, if, if that's what we're looking for, then why not take a chance on him at 7K? Yeah, yeah, it does make some sense. Um, I still think, you know, the guys that you want with the upside are the guys who really hit it well with their irons. Yeah. Um, and he, he can do that at times, but I don't know exactly what the ceiling is for him there. Um, I'm just yeah, thinking I, that he can finish 12th. Yeah, and that that'd definitely be, be good enough. Um, but again, you can take, like I said this week, you can just take more risk if you need, uh, you know, just because of the the f- no cut um, aspect of it. And so you definitely want guys to make who make a lot of birdies too. So at the moment, I've got just while we've been talking, Hideki, Colin Morikawa, Mackenzie Hughes, Joel Damon, Sepp Stracker, and you've got sixty nine hundred left. So you can have any player that you want in this six k range. That is there anyone else you want to talk about in the seven k? No. No. So. You can have any player that we talk from now on to put into this lineup. So who would be your pick of the bunch? Uh, it's so tough because I don't like this range really at all. The one guy who I'm really just thinking about playing, um, and he's the low sixes, is Kieran Nakajima, who is the number one amateur in the world. Um, you know, I don't know if it's maybe because we saw uh, Eugenio Takara, who was the second-ranked amateur in the world before he turned pro, win last week. And just those guys um, who have that type of talent, I just feel like, can spike at any time and the fact that he's playing in his home country um you know might i wonder if netflix is going to be here this week because isn't he on that yeah oh, I, I can't wait for that uh, they might be I don't, unless they're done shooting right because i think it comes out early 2023 so i don't know if they're still yeah, shooting maybe, maybe they just shot it for the season right i don't know if they're in the season of the calendar year but if it if if they're shooting him and he's a part of it which he is then this would be a great time to to, to kind of pick him up there's one Japanese guy that I'm interested in, and I'm going to tell people straight up, before this week, I had no idea who he was, so I'm not going to sit here and say I love this guy, I've been following him for years. His name is Ricky Kawamoto, and he has finished 
He's gone first miscut, fifth miscut, 16th first miscut. So he's got two wins, a fifth and a 16th in his last seven starts in Japan, and he's 22 years of age. That's wow. that's basically all I've got to it. So if you're a two-time winner in the Japanese tour, you've got a fifth and a 16th in that time as well. Um, I think one of the events that he'd won, I noticed, is ones that like, you know, like, um, Ryo Ishikawa and people like that had won as well. Like, it looks like he's got some decent stock. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, just to add with Nakajima too, he finished 28th here last year. Uh, now he's 22 years old, so he's a little bit older. And I just, you know, I think talent upside, you get four rounds out of him. He can't hurt you that, that, that bad. Um, but I think those two guys are probably, I mean, I, I think he's just going to take a chance down here. And whether it's um, Nakajima or what's the guy you said? <laughs> Ricky Kawamoto. Ricky Kawamoto. Yeah, so. I, th- I think you can give either of those guys a try. I don't know much about the rest of them, to be honest with you. But they, I mean, look, like Kazuki Higa is someone that's played on the DP World Tour quite a few times, and he finished 10th at the BMW International Open, which is really impressive. Uh, he finished 57th in this event last year, which is not great. Um, Takumi Kanai is someone that people have really liked for a long period of time, but he is in dreadful form. Seventh year last year. But when you look, right, so he, he's made some cuts in Japan recently, but you look at, I mean, just look at his DraftKings stuff, two out of 15 cuts made. Like, he's just lost it. Um, what about your guy, Brandon Wu? Yeah, I was thinking about him. Um, the skill set isn't my favorite for this. I like him at straightforward courses where you can kind of just bombs away and not worry kind of about what happens. Yeah. Um, for, for me, I get... I don't love the fit for this course. Um, I, I want him at a bomber's course. Um, and hopefully they're not too much onto us. So when, when we get to Mexico and Puerto Rico and Corrales and all that, we can just bet the shit out of him. Cause I, I, I can almost guarantee he's going to win one of those three events. Like I, I just know he's going to, um, but hopefully we can avoid him until then. I, I don't love him for this course. No, I don't either. Um, just looking at some of the other guys, I mean, I'm, I'm going to butcher these names, so I'm just looking at Japanese guys that have won uh, in Japan recently, and there's Kaito Anishi, and there is Tom- Tomoharu Otsuki. They've both won um, on the Japan Tour recently, so is Kazuki Higa. Um, so if you wanted a guy that has been in form recently, they're, they're the three or four guys. I've, I've, Hiroshi Iwata has done it as well. Was Hiroshi Iwata the guy that, that led here last year after round one? I don't know. I can't remember. It's tough, too, because the time that it's on, I can barely watch this event. Yeah, Hiroshi Iwata shot 63 last year to open, led after round one. So uh, he made one eagle, 11 birdies, and 52 pars. So made 69.5 fantasy points last year. Wow. So, so Hiroshi Iwata might be uh, a guy. I mean, it's, it's something to keep in mind. Um, Here, go on. I think two of these guys are going to be in the top 15. You just have no idea which ones they are. Yeah, and I, it's weird because I looked at the other leaderboards and I never felt... like You know when you go to like Spain or Italy or, or wherever, mm-hmm. you feel obligated to play a Spanish player or whatever. I don't feel obligated to play a Japanese player here. Like There is a there's a decent drop-off in terms of quality. The, the top five or six guys in Japan are, are probably worth betting um, You know when they, when they come home. But that's why I just liked that, the guy that I said at first. Um, because... It just looks like he's he's playing well, like Ricky Kawamoto, two wins in five or six starts, and he's 22. Like there must be some sort of upside. Um, so that that's basically what I've got. Yeah, um, and for me, it's going to be Nakajima. I just like the 
talent upside. He's you know ranked higher than a lot of these guys who are um, playing in the U.S. So, just gonna see if I can bring up like the sort of money list for the Japan tour, which involves navigating some Japanese language apparently. Um, While you look, I'll just say one more guy who makes sense. I don't know if I'm completely sold that he's going to play well, but CT Pan, I mean, you kind of got to look at him because of what he did in the Olympics. Um, and he gained a lot of strokes on approach at the Sanderson. Other than that, he's been pretty bad, but I think people will look at it, look to him because of that. Yeah, no, interesting. I like So Kazuki Higa leads the money rankings, including in session majors. He's fourth in the total points ranking behind Rikaio Hoshino tomorrow, Otsuki and Kaito Nishi. Um, money rankings wise, he leads that. Um, scoring average, Kazuki Higa, 70. So, nearly 71. So, basically, Kazuki Higa seems to be the most solid. Um, mm. But, you know, he's 27. He's shown some stuff in on the DP World Tour. Um, but, you know, he's been a pro since 2011. It's not like he's, he's new to this. So, that's pretty. Has Nakajima been playing in that? Uh, Can you see him on there? I couldn't see. I've just sort of saw like the, the kind of top ten, but let's just see. I just don't know if he's been shit, like in shit form. Nakajima is not appearing now, but I don't know if he's just not played much stuff over here. Um, yeah, I don't know what he's doing. Like, is he just not playing at all? That's what I'm sort of thinking. Let's just look at his OWGR stuff. It's easier, which I never thought was the answer. The OWGR was the easiest one. No. Because yeah. oh, I've tried to Naka, and you'd think Nakajima would be the, the first person to find, but it's absolutely not. Wow. Um, Kata Nakajima, isn't it? So I can't even type in Nakajima and get him to come up first. I forgot. There's nine players, and the five people that come up first are not Kata Nakajima. Fantastic. I love this. Um, so all those people are listening to me struggling with the uh, OWGR ranking site. Um, I'm doing this so you don't have to. Um, Nakajima has been 48th and 26th in his two starts on the Japan Tour since missing a cut at the Open and the US Open. Okay. So, not bad. It's... He, he looks like a guy that has won early, has now got these kind of this kind of reputation... And it's tough to live up to, mm-hmm. which is, which is something that happens, right? I mean, you see it all the time. So is you know, ultimately he's finished first, second, and third on the Japan Tour in his career already, and he's whatever whatever age he is. Um, so yeah, he's definitely worth a look. I think upside, like talent wise, he's probably the one. But this this guy, this Ricky Kawamoto, whose name I will probably forget by the time the event's finished, um, looks like the guy for me. He's been doing it, yep. So, I think that's probably it. Like, I, we could sit here and talk about the the Bo Hostlers of the world and the Sam Riders of the world, or we could just admit that it's going to go to one of the top five or six guys. And no matter how cute and clever you get, you're going to have to just kind of find the best combination for those. It is a reason why Bo Hostler is priced with all the Japanese guys we can't pronounce. <laughs> is that because is that just because... stuck right in the middle of them? <laughs> I wonder why. It's not. It's not because of his. It's not because of his pronunciation, is it? So no, it's because he stinks. Um, no, it's yeah, it's interesting. Let's have a look then. Let's let's recap. Favorite player over ten for you, Colin Morikawa. Yes. So for me, Hideki. Quite clearly for me, 
9k, not a range that I love, but I'm going to go for Tom Kim. I'll go Victor. 8k, I'm going to take Mito and just take the chalk. Me too, Mito. Uh, 7k, let's have a... I know we don't love this range, but let's have a couple of picks in here because it's quite a quite an important range, I think. So I'm going to start... I'm actually going to go right to the very top with Sep Stracker and right to the very bottom with Joel Damon. I'm going to... Uh... Sepstrak at the top and the bottom for me will be Ricky. I'm going to give him one more chance. I think he's worth it. Like I don't want to jump off him too soon. Um, so I will probably have him in some lineups as well. Uh, and then in the 6k range, this is fantastic. I reckon it's Kazuki Higa seems to be the guy that is uh, the most solid of the lot. And Ricky Kawamoto for me, who I will never play ever again. For me, it's CT Pan if you want to go with a higher floor. I think I think he'll probably play pretty good. Um, but I'm going to be playing Nakajima just for the potential upside. You know, we, this could be his coming out party, maybe. It would be really good to see. And, if, you know, if Netflix is there, it would be a great celebration mm-hmm. of, of a year for him. So, um, interesting if we can find some information on that. But if you put Kazuki Higa and Nakajima in, you are playing with 9.3 for the rest of your uh, rest of your team. So, if you want to take some chances this week, you absolutely Yeah, why can. not? You can get creative. Um, you can actually have... Sungjae Hideki and Morikawa in with those two guys and give yourself 6700 which you can take Bo Hosler with yes <laughs> uh, uh, absolutely not Pan is he 67 yeah, yeah 67 Pan. I like that so you could go you could go real stars and scrubs Hideki Morikawa in with Pan Nakajima and Higa that's a very Asian lineup and not, not that there's anything wrong with that but I just think we're not going to see that many people of the agent heritage in the top 10 but who knows that's absolutely true i didn't even let let's let's go against that very quickly let's go with but it's so hard right because like there's actually no one in the kind of mid nines or tens i they've all i mean they've all got a little bit of heritage in them haven't they no it'd have to be um tommy who a lot of people like what's your take on fleetwood this week just because a lot of people i think might want to hear it uh i don't think he's that good anymore um there's something wrong with him, and I can't 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 put my finger on it. I just I don't think he's happy with golf right now. Like if he's finishing 22nd at the Dunhill Links, finishing 39th uh, the Open d'Espagne, 57th at the BMW PJ Championship after leading after round one, um, I think because we keep seeing little flashes of him, we think it's okay. Uh, I don't think it is. I, th- I think there's, there's something. I think he's been negative. I think he's a guy that wanted to play a lot of DP World Tour stuff realizes he can't because of what he needs to do to get his world ranking doesn't want to play the pj tour and commit to it because of his family and doesn't want to do the other alternative so i think yep. he's stuck and I, I don't think he likes it i think it's a excellent take and I, so many people are just so scared to write him off like you just did so i think uh i like it it is what it is like i mean look tommy fleet was going to come back and probably win and, and maybe look stupid but I don't care. Like it's been so, it's been so long now. Like I know he finished fourth at the Scottish and the Open, but neither of those times did I think he was going to win. And right. you've got to go back to the Italian Open in 2021 for the last time he finished second and had a chance of winning. Yeah, put four rounds together first before we can start backing him, right? It's, actually, this event comes at a really good time for him because he's going to play four rounds, knowing there's no cut, no pressure. It's actually a really good golf course for him. He was inside the top seven all four rounds last week, uh, last year. I just don't. I don't. I, I don't see anything that makes me want to pay nine thousand two hundred dollars for him. Yep, I agree. 
I think that's it. I think I think we're, we're we're pretty well rounded up there. I think it's uh it's going to be a fun event. Um, it's hard for you guys to view it. It's hard for me to view it, um, which puts people off a little bit. But I think it's worth putting some lineups together. What time is it on over there for you? I don't know. I haven't. I haven't even. Five a.m. I think. It's, yeah. It's, it's even earlier, I think, than that. Um, so what time does it start for you? Like eleven p.m. So it's five hours four, ahead. Four a.m. Yeah. So four a.m. So it's not that bad. Yeah. It'll be done by the time I wake up. Yep. Uh, yeah. The first round. So the good thing is you can see by the time you wake up, or you can see. Um, sort of if you wake up in the middle of the night for a pee break that um you can see your first round either bets coming right, so the pain doesn't last eight hours it only lasts five minutes yes <laughs> yes when you're bleary eyed and scrolling to the bottom of the leaderboard to find your guys yeah great matt right. thank you as everybody uh consistency is what we do here we're, we're here for another week even if it was difficult and uh, i enjoyed it absolutely we'll see you next week really good field next week so that'll be good yeah looking forward to that so uh take care matt good luck this week and uh catch you next week